raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Hey, yo, it's the morning hustle with L'Oreal and Kyle Santillian, and we're ready to get to it and have a good time to kick off the week, Lo. That is right. I'm so excited. How about you? How you feel today? I feel good, yo. I went to bed early last night. I got a lot of rest, and my energy is through the roof right now. Damn, lucky you, because I'm like the opposite, (laughs) but we still going to push through. You get what I'm saying? All right, so entrepreneur and author of the book, Why Should White Guys Have All the Wealth? Our guy, Cedric Nash, is with us today yes. to talk about investing, deferred gratification, mm. and real estate. I love it. I love it. I love it. And of course, we got to help out a hustler. Chelsea loves her new job that she got thanks to her friend, but a recent conversation during their lunch break could ruin both the job and the friendship. Oh my God, this situation's crazy. We're asking for a friend today as well. And Lo, I know you're working on some dope stories. That's right. Now, some relationships have come to an end and some just never were. Also, the fight of the century was this weekend, and you're not going to believe who was throwing down. We'll talk about all of that in the lowdown. That's right, man. We got a lot to get to today, but first, you know what it is, man. Time for Kyle's message of the day. Listen up. It's, it's Kyle's message of the day. You heard? All right, y'all. Kyle's message of the day today is overcome with confidence. Mm. Overcome with confidence. Have you ever been in a situation, and I, I know I'm guilty of this, right? You know you know what you're doing. You had the training. You had the information. You had the knowledge, right? You know you know what you're doing, but for whatever reason, you still had a little bit of self-doubt. Okay. Damn, right? Mm-hmm. You got to just say, you know what? In these moments, like, yo, let me just get rid of that nervousness, that anxiety. Forget about that self-doubt because... I'm confident that all of the training and all of the information and the knowledge that I have is going to carry me through, mm-hmm. right? So find a way, turn that little nervous button off, turn that little self-doubt button off and lean on the things that you know and the confidence that you have in yourself and let that confidence help you overcome, all right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Kyle's message of the day today is overcome with confidence. That's right. And mine is, because you see I just got my hair done, shout out Swaglam. Mine is, rip me out the plastic because I'm making brand new. That too. <laughs> <laughs> you already right. know, Liza, but watch it. Watch it. I've been seeing them Instagram videos. Facts. People have been suffocating with the plastic. <laughs> yeah, be careful with That's that. That's not what we're looking for, because you're going to be wrapped in plastic permanently. We are the culture. We are the morning hustle. It's not gossip if you heard it here. Get that, get that glass ready. She's spilling all the juicy tea. It's the lowdown with L'Oreal on the morning hustle. Well, LeBron James was minding his damn business at home. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And now his name is circulating because of a woman by the name of Yes Jules. Now, just in case you don't remember her, she used to do a lot of like hosting of festivals and she was out and about in clubs and things like that. But she's a white woman. And at one point in time, I don't know what the shirt said exactly, but it had the N-word on it. Mm. She got carried away. People canceled her. They was not rocking with her no more, right? Mm-hmm. So apparently in the mix of that, people were saying that she was dating or messing with LeBron James. I don't remember hearing that rumor. A rumor I did hear was that the uh, Terrence J, they said, remember when he got in that car accident? Yes. They said she was in a car with him. We still don't know who that person is, huh? We don't, yo. We, we don't. don't. <laughs> it was probably, never mind. No. Nah. Um, but no, no, no. I just decided against what I was going to say. Anyway, so uh, Yes Jules is now speaking out about her LeBron James rumor. I have never in my entire life been alone with LeBron James, period. There is nothing that ever went on there. No, like common sense. Why would that happen? It just doesn't even make sense. It wasn't LeBron. Did I have relations with somebody he's friends with or knows? Did I end up going on dates and trying my hand with someone that was around him at the time? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Obviously, it was Tristan Thompson. He he deals with everybody, right? <laughs> everybody white. You know, I, I could be any... I, 
I don't know. Just because you said this, Jules, doesn't mean I believe you. How much does LeBron pay you to say that? Not just that. Why are you talking about it? Because now we're talking about it. Right. Like, I didn't even realize that was a thing. Right. You know what I mean? So staying quiet would have been the best bet. But apparently, like, I don't know. Now she has this thing. She's going back with Joe Buttons, uh, back and forth there. I don't know what this thing is, but I would have just stayed quiet. This was all from, like, a tweet that said that she dealt with LeBron. Yeah. And then she addressed it. Now, that's way more places than that tweet. Either way. I don't know if this is the right attitude to have, Low, but uh, when chicks like her are hanging around ballplayers, I just assume that they smashed. Moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's talk about Devon Franklin. Um, him and Megan Good obviously were married. Uh-huh. And now they are not. Now, apparently, he is really still going through it over their breakup. And I'm pretty sure these rumors about her dating Jonathan Majors doesn't help. You know, I mean, the love for us has not gone away. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just changed form. So the two of them still speak, apparently. But he says he cries himself to sleep. Yeah, he does. I mean, you fumble Megan Good, man. You should cry yourself to sleep every night. Really? Every single, yeah. Yeah, I do. That is a big loss. Yeah. Because she's an amazing person. But that is really sad because I think he's a good person as well. Uh, let's just hope everybody gets the healing they deserve, right? Now, in the next lowdown, the fight of the century was this weekend, y'all. Oh, my God. Y'all not going to believe this. There's also a bonus fight. Everybody was throwing hands. I'm going to tell y'all all about it. I'm L'Oreal. That's the lowdown. You can follow me at Star and L'Oreal. L-O-R-E-L or Mona Hustle Show. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. What's going on, y'all? It's the Morning Hustle with L'Oreal and Kyle Santillian. And we got a guest today, man. This is an exciting <laughs> thing. This brother's going to help us get to the bag. He's the founder of the Black Wealth Summit, the author of Why Should White Guys Have All the Wealth? I know, that's right. Huh? Mr. Cedric Nash is in the studio. Hey! How you doing today, sir? Hey, man, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I love when we have guests like you. Because I'm broke. Damn, God, you have to tell it all like that. Let's get right to it. I I need some financial help, brother. Help us out one time. Like, this is a beautiful thing. And I I love that you have these books. And, uh, you know, I'm exaggerating a little bit. But I love that you have these books because a lot of people, especially in our community, we always talk about how we don't have the education when it comes to money that we're supposed to have. And what you're doing kind of helps us get educated in that space, correct? Well, Kyle, let me tell you, it's not about the education. Okay. We don't have the mindset. Mm. Nor do we have what I call millionaire values. And that's what the book is really about. It's about transitioning your mindset to that of a millionaire and your value set around money to those of a millionaire so you can consistently make millionaire money moves, which in fact makes you a millionaire. Mm. And so the reason why I say that is my grandmother had an eighth grade education and she moved from northern, uh, from Virginia to New York when she was like 17 years old, making $200 a month working in a cleaners. By the time she died... Her house was paid for. She had $43,000 saved up, of which uh, $13,000 was reserved for her funeral. $30,000 was given to her three grandkids, of which I received $10,000. I opened up a Charles Schwab account back in 1993 with $10,000. And through investing in stocks, entrepreneurship, and private equity, and real estate, I've turned that $10,000 into millions. So so it's not... If she could do it off $200 a month, Newsweek wrote an article about it. She could do it off $200 a month. There are loads of people making $100,000 a year, and they're broke. There's there's a story that says millennials are making over $100,000 a year, but they're still living paycheck to paycheck. It's mindset. It's really, really mindset. And it's crazy that you say that, because I just literally saw something online that said it's much easier to earn 10000 than it is to save 10000 Yes. And is that because, like you said, our mindset is to, what, spend? And it's is that what it is? Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of forces on it. First of all, if you're African-American and the historical trauma that we've experienced said slavery, our attitude towards money is different than others, number one. Mm-hmm. And then, second of all, we're in a 
Instagram, social media, digital marketing world, where by the time you wake up and get to your car, you could easily spend thousands of dollars right. just on the tip of your phone. You don't even need your damn card anymore. Right. Yeah. You don't need your card. So the whole point is, is that marketers have leveraged these tools to keep you spending. And if you already have a messed up mindset, and now you've got all these things coming into you telling you, you need this, you need that, you need that. Now you're seeing your friends on social media, you know, brunches and traveling yeah, and Maldives. Wow. Now you feel like you're not living yeah, a good life. that's my next vacation. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Say, right. You feel like you're not living a great life mm -hmm. because, you know, and then you end up spending. Yeah. So you that's talked about the difference is not the education about money, but it is the mindset, like you just said. What is the first step in correcting our mindset so that we right. can work towards that millions. Now, everybody talks about mindset and books talk about it, but I specifically in my book talk about how there's three steps to changing your mindset. The first step is you have to change your environment. Mm. You know, if you want to store like eagles, you can't hang with turkeys, right? right? Right. So the point is that you have to change, you have to hang around people that are investors, that are savers. Can't hang with shoppers and think you're going to keep some coins, right? Right. The second thing is you have to change your programming. A lot of our programming has been centered around consumerism and around spending. And that program Programming has to change to being around investing. Mm -hmm. So that's about reading books like mine, you know, watching television content that are designed around growing your wealth and making an investments as opposed to taking in content that's really around consumerism. Yeah. Right. Like there's a lot of television shows that are designed to kind of keep you spending. Mm -hmm. And the third thing is, is about your practices and then it's about time. So it's you have to practice that new mindset until you see the results of that and then you cement a different mindset. And so that's the process. And if you never put in the work to do that process, you kind of stay right where you are. Mm. And that's just the reality of it. Mm. But what about when it comes to, uh, and I do feel like this is a saying that we probably started in the damn black community, is you work hard, so you deserve this. Or, you know, you you should be able to spend that. Work hard, play hard. Yeah, right? yeah work yeah. hard, play hard. I, so what about the balance? I agree with that 110%. I write in my book, it's about deferred gratification. And what I mean by that is that I have this process in my book called Creating Your Millionaire Money Moves Master Plan. It's like your plan to get to millions, right? And you document you know, how you're going to increase your income from your main hustle, your side hustle, and your investment hustle, right. which you, that's what you really, really want. And then how you're going to increase your savings, pay down more debt. And then you're going to plan your investments. You have to, And then you're going to plan how you're going to reward yourself when you hit certain goals. Ooh, and you're yeah. going to plan how you're going to give as you become successful. Mm -hmm. And it's planned out throughout your entire next five to 10 years. Mm. So the whole point is, is that I've always used this deferred gratification system to buy a Rolex watch, to buy a Ferrari, to buy a yacht, to buy everything else. The whole point is you can have anything, but you can't have everything. And the name of the game is you have to plan. You have to plan the things, how you reward yourself. You can't yeah. reward yourself all the time. All right. So let's say we've already been dealing with this, you know, messed up mindset. We're trying to make that change. We already have a bunch of debt, right? I hear you, from what I understand in the books, you explain how you can tackle your debt simultaneously how, while building your wealth. You know, you don't have to knock out debt first and then do this. Like, explain yeah. that a little bit. That, that is a huge mistake that, you know, some famous financial people out there got people all wrapped up on paying off their debt. I think I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave Ramsey. Exactly. Dave Ramsey. <laughs> all of them talk about it. Even yeah, this, this, this new show, How to Get Rich. He's talking about, oh, we got to annihilate your debt. Well, when are you ever out of debt? Billionaires and millionaires have debt. Right. There's a difference between good debt and bad debt. Mm -hmm. You know, bad debt is debt associated things that hold no value and that produce no income or don't can't appreciate. And so you want to get rid of that. Mm -hmm. But good debt is associated things that hold value, appreciate, and generate income. So, but the the point is. Even with your bad debt, most of our lives are spent increasing our debt to paying our debt. We're in this vicious cycle of just increasing debt to buying to paying down debt, mm -hmm. and we're you know having great lifestyle, but we're not getting wealth. We're not building any wealth. Right. So the problem is we need to start investing every paycheck every month, yeah. even if we're starting. I have an investment ladder in my book that tells you when you're how to you know when I say how to become a millionaire, starting from the bottom, I mean it. Yeah. So basically, I'm saying that starting with the stock market in high quality security. Not cryptocurrency, not not stuff that's that's high risk, mm -hmm. you know, because they either pay dividends or they're always going to go up. And then you graduate to real estate. Once you graduate to real estate, now if you're interested in entrepreneurship, now you have some capital that you can either take from your stocks or take from your real estate to go into entrepreneurship successfully. Right. Yeah. Not just two months and then you're out of business. Right. Right. And then you can move on to alternative investments like hedge funds, angel investing, as well as private equity investing. But it's a process. But you have to invest. I mean, it's a 
lifelong journey to invest until you have lifelong income. Yeah. That's the name of the game. And that's the one piece I think that our community is missing is that, you know, like I said, becoming a millionaire isn't hard. It's just slow. Mm. But I have seen some people be in situations where they're like, okay, this is something I want to do. And then you have somebody that swoops in and they're like, listen, this is all you got to do. And then they put their money into that. And then the person goes away. Right. You know what I mean? So I know we've seen that happen a lot in our community. Mm -hmm. So people are scared to put into certain things. And that's why when you said Bitcoin and this one and that one, they thought like, okay, well, this is a little more safe, you know? So how, like you said, okay. Cryptocurrency wasn't safe. It wasn't safe at all. all. I mean, (laughs) it it operates on greater fool theory. I mean, there has to be a greater fool that's going to pay you more than the last fool did. (laughs) Greater fool. I like that. So so, so seriously, but the whole point is it's not time an asset. There's no inventory. Mm-hmm. When you invest in a company, they've got intellectual property. They've got historical revenues. Right. Historical. You're actually making an investing investment. You're not gambling. And so cryptocurrency is gambling. And I don't care what anybody says, it's gambling. Right. But the reality is the reason why we're susceptible to those types of things over and over again has a lot to do with our historical trauma and our relationship with money and the sense of desperation of trying to get there fast. That's really, really what it is. It's kind of fast, you know, relatively no money and, and free all right? and, so, and easy, right? Yeah. But the reality is it's not really hard. It's just slow. And you have to kind of be consistent with your investing. And the reason why we have a hard time being consistent is because our mindset is dealing with so much trauma that we're confused about one opportunity versus another yeah. opportunity. Right? I don't fall for the, you know, for the banana, the tailpipe trick, right? I don't do that at all, right? I, I basically, it's like, there's this thing called too good to be true. Right. Oh, like this. Remember that thing where people huh. were putting the money in and they're like, this week I get a thousand dollars. Exactly. Yeah, I was arguing with people like, are you dumb? Are you yeah. Eventually. You it's going to crash. But the whole point is, is that I invest in real solid assets. You know, your money's too hard to come by to waste on things like that. Mm-hmm. And the whole point is, That's is that right. part of that mindset is that I want it fast. Yeah. Right. And the reality is reasonable investments. If you can get a 7% return, I talk about that in my book all the time. If you can get a 7% return or... 8% or 10% consistently great because 7% return after 10 years doubles every 10 years. Mm. The problem is we're trying to get rich too fast and yeah. we're we're paying for seminars and we're paying for classes and we're going all over here hoping that we're going to find some gem of advice that's going to just completely change our financial situation. Well, the and secret to build wealth is that. no secret. You never did never any did of those, that. right? Never. Yeah. I didn't because that's the mindset. I had right. four black millionaire mentors or three black millionaire mentors and one white that I learned from that poured into me that shaped my mindset around money because I'm telling you, the mindset is the key. How Let me ask he, you. Oh, I'm sorry. I just want to ask really quickly. How does the white one feel about the title <laughs> of your book? Why should white well, guys have one. all the wealth? Because sometimes I, I'll be talking right. to right. white men that right. are like, and I'll be like, you know how these white women... Yeah, right. <laughs> we, we did it the other day, and we had to talk around the right. white man in the room. Well, initially, <laughs> initially, they are taken aback. And the reason why they're taken aback, because all these years of Trump in office and this black and white divide, that every time you bring up race, people automatically assume that you mean something negative. Yeah. Well, my book is not about white versus black. It's about the fact that 84% of wealth in this country is in white hands and 4% is in black hands. Right. Come on. And it's about teaching African Americans how to build wealth despite the odds. Right. Because the odds are against us that we'll do this. And so I'm providing real life solutions of how to convert your paycheck into millions, just like I did back in 1990, starting with $36,400. Now, let me ask you this, because you mentioned the fact that uh, we kind of want to do stuff fast all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, you should start early, you know, be sl- slow, not fast and all of that. But for from what I understand, you have tips on how somebody's a little bit older, say like 50 years old, you can still get them to being a millionaire while they still on this planet. Exactly, Kyle. That's my next book. And you have to bring me back to talk about that. Oh, one. look at that. You can open the Amazon. Right, right. No. <laughs> but, but the whole point is, is like, how to get to millions starting at 50. Smart. Yeah, smart. Like, older, you get to a certain age. Yeah. And a lot of people feel like, well, now I don't have enough time. It's a different strategy. And they're right. The reason why 22 year olds can get there faster or 30 year olds is because they got compounding on their side. Yeah. Right. And compounding is significant, especially if you're investing regularly. But if you're starting at 50, 
and you're trying to retire by 65, you only got 15 15 years. years. That's not enough runway for compounding. And you're already mired in your financial situation. You got to take a different approach. And the secret to that different approach is three things. It's multifamilies, it's freelancing, or it's entrepreneurship. Those are your only three ways. Because what people don't understand, and I'm I'm an evangelist about this all the time, because I'm not a financial planner and I'm not trying to manage your money, I can be real with you and tell you the honest truth. Yeah. Because if you're in your 30s, you're going to need $8 million, seven to eight to retire comfortably with no no retirement, no Social Security, potentially. You're going to need seven to eight million dollars stacked. You can't get there by playing around with your investing and going to you know to brunches every Sunday. Right. right? If you're in your twenties, you're going to need probably nine to ten. If you're in your forties, your number is probably six to seven. If you're in your fifties, your number is four to five. Right. So I'm just telling you, those are tough things. And so we as a community have been so busy making income and celebrating everybody's income and everybody's lifestyle and toasting it up on social media that we have not been paying attention to investing. You make one dollar, we ready to celebrate, child. We ain't even signed the contract exactly. yet. We like, yeah, like since you ain't even get called uh, back yet. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. We do do a lot of uh, gratification before we put the work into yeah. it. Yes. Okay, so what about right now purchasing property? Mm-hmm. You talked about multifamily. Yes. I'm assuming homes, right. right? Okay, so what about for somebody who knows nothing at all well, about there, real estate? Well, there's two things. I mean, one is real estate is the simplest form of entrepreneurship there is. All you do is you buy a place, you rent it out, you collect rents, and you fix things, right? It's the simplest form. A lot of people don't want to do it. It could be a headache, though. Yeah, it, it could be a headache. But the whole point is, it's funny that you say that, because if you ask, you know, no offense to anybody, Mr. Schwartz or Mr. Bernstein, is it a headache? He'll look at you and say, no, this is an opportunity. Yeah. Right? Because if they mess up my property, I'll just patch up the walls, paint it, and rent it out for 5 or 6% more. Right. So that's the mindset piece. In our community, older people have told us, oh, you don't want to buy rental property. All they do is tear up your property. Yeah, that's what I've always right. heard, of course. See, that's a mindset thing, yeah. right? Where if you look at the Jewish community, and not to pick on the Jewish community or even the white community, they're buying apartment buildings in droves in Brooklyn and now in Jersey City where I own property. Yeah. And cutting them in half, child. I walked yes. in one and the door was at the back and the front. I was like, I, all I did was turn around. This is right. not even a room. So it, it, automated it's, city. it's yeah. a viable Black thing. Cities. Yeah. Yes. So real estate is a real viable thing. Mm-hmm. I talk about it in my Millionaire Money Moves Supplement Guide because it's, it's worked for me. But the whole point is you got to be patient with real estate. And that's why part of the mindset components is patience. I'm glad you brought up real estate, too, because this is something that I'm kind of the space that I'm in right now. Like I, I bought a home in one place I lived, but I moved to another city. I decided not to sell it and just run it out. Right. So I'm in that mm-hmm. space. But here's what here's a question I had recently. A lot of people are talking now about the market crashing again. Are we going to have to worry about real estate dropping? You know, what are your thoughts on that? Like it. If I buy a home today, am I going to lose $20,000 next year because of the market? You know, I, I really don't see real estate crashing, especially single. I mean, single family homes are dependent upon valuations in their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That's why I like multifamilies. Yeah. Because multifamilies are, are are evaluated based on what they call net operating income or their cap rate, which is really about the income that they produce. It's like making an investment in something that produces income. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm steering a lot of our people away from buying a whole bunch of houses because you got a whole bunch of roofs as opposed to one roof with 15 doors as opposed to 15 apartments. Right. Right. So a lot of people think like, oh, it's too complicated. It's really not if you but you have to put the time into it and you have to be patient and um, you just really have to be patient. But it is a very valuable, very valuable investment, which makes it tough these days because now they're trading at a at a high level. They're trading. They're not leaving no meat on the bone when you buy them. Right. You have to go create your opportunity. But the whole point is, when I was buying them back, and I uh, when I was buying them back in 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 two thousand three, two thousand in Jersey, I could buy buildings and they cash flow. Yeah. It's hard to buy a building and make it cash flow now, unless you're doing a ten thirty one exchange and you're transferring over. But they're still valuable investments. You just have to be patient. Yep. You have to understand that you're not going to make a whole lot of money right away. That that thousand dollars in profit that you think you had ends up getting sucked up in maintenance and stuff. Yeah, it does. But you have to. It's going to take you five to potentially seven years to get your rent increases up to stabilize your cost to where you're starting to really, really make money. And this year, one of my buildings I bought in 2003 is paid for in 2000 in October. Okay. Right. Wow. Nothing but pure cash. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a great 
next one. $500 on an air conditioning and heating unit that on a house I don't even live in. Right. Let me show you. I, I, I love that. You know what your mindset should be? I hate to pay for it in my own damn house. <laughs> right. <laughs> but your mindset should be like, you know what? I'm improving my own property. Oh, yeah. For That's sure. True. I'm, in, I'm sure. it's like, but a lot of our mindset are like, oh, I got to fix this. It's like, hey, I'm improving my own property. Yeah, it's like, sure. I'm, I'm I'm investing in my own asset. I feel like, because like you said, your mindset, because that's my mother. She owns a, a few different homes. So that's her mindset. And every time something happens in my house, I'm like, damn, I got to get the ceiling. She's like, you're literally investing in your home. Like, it should be fine. That that goes up with the value. Your mother's a wise woman. Yeah, she is. She's <laughs> very smart. Yep. Okay, we talked about um, debt and not eliminating. So what do you think about credit cards? I think credit cards are terrible, right? I pay my credit cards off every Every I do it every quarter. Sometimes I'll run up like my visa and I'll pay it off every, every and I but I only keep like two or three credit cards. I think you should only have minimally two if you have a business three credit cards. Keep everything down to two credit cards. You go to Macy's and they're like, oh, I'll give you twenty percent hey, off. Hey, 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 that's it. Hey, hey, Macy's is me. Right, that's me. That's but they always tell you, I'm say, an influencer for right. Macy's. No, there's nothing wrong with Macy's. I'm just saying that if they they say we'll give you twenty percent off if you take this credit card. Yeah, there's a re- statistically they yeah. know you're not going to pay it off. My first car was Macy's, and yeah, I right. didn't pay it. And so the whole point is, I, I deal with like Visa, American Express, or whatever. And then if I go to Macy's to buy something, I use those cards, and I keep it down to two or three credit cards. If I can't manage under those two, then that means that I'm, my debt is out of control. Yeah. And I talk about that in the book. And so a lot of people are not in that situation. I recommend you cutting them up. And people say, oh, that's going to mess up your credit score. You'll repair it back if right. you pay stuff on time, and you, mm-hmm. you lower your debt uh, relative to your income. Um, we brought up a part. Uh, you brought up a part about about my philosophy about paying down debt. See, if, if you get your assets working for you, it will pay off your debt. Right. So I was talking about how these 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 experts are telling you pay off all your debt, then start investing. That's wrong. You want to pay the minimum on your debt. Focus on one. Use the snowball effect to kind of pay down your debt in a somewhat of an accelerated fashion. Mm-hmm. But you got to get busy investing mm-hmm. because your investments over time will annihilate your debt. I've got an apartment building in D.C. If I had $300,000 in student loan debt, I could pay that off, and the tenants will pay it back. Mm. That's the most efficient way to pay your debt is through your assets. Mm. But you got to get busy building up your assets so that you can be in a position to do that and not get worked up over your debt. Just don't get it to increase. I love it. So let's talk about the black companies really quickly that uh, then bring in the white guy that has all the wealth. Why do you think uh, that happens? Because we'll own the company, right? It'll be black owned and then we'll sell to a white man and then he'll make more money off of it. Mm -hmm. Or uh, we'll own the company and then we'll let a white man run it instead of one of our own. You know, it's like, you know, that's that's kind of a it's a great, great question. And sometimes it's. Sometimes you have to, when you run a business, like I own a business, I own a software consulting business, right? We do up to 90 million in revenue and, and I have about 300 employees. And so, can I work there? No. <laughs> what? You start today. Right. But the, po- the point is, is that they're coming. I'm com- not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can work out a deal for you. <laughs> we can work it out. Yeah, right. Give me an offer I can't repeat. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, but I'm just saying, there comes a time in an owner's life where they want to transition in their life, right? And so they want to potentially sell that business. And not only that, um, sometimes by selling that business, they have so much extra capital that they can invest in other businesses. And I hope they're investing in other early stage, you know, minority owner, uh, you know, startups or businesses. I get where you're going with this is that it seems like a lot of our black businesses and most successful businesses don't seem to last. They They end up selling, they end up selling and they don't, you know, but that's big, big. but the reality is if you look at like a Microsoft, it's like Bill Gates own a small percentage of it. That's worth billions. So they can try to go public, but it's just, it gets very, very, very complicated. And then being able to bring in the right talent. And I'll be honest with you, I, you know, my, my, when my business was growing, you know, the kind of people that I needed in my business, they would shrug at working for me, mm. right? They'd rather go work for Accenture or Deloitte or these big firms because yeah. of what it did for their resume and their own personal career. Right. And that's one of the struggles of entrepreneurship that I talk about in the book is that, you know, you know, the A players in tech goes to Amazon or goes to mm-hmm. Google or something like that. Because yeah. they got the name brand, yeah. right? So we got to deal with the E players and make them perform like an A player. Wanna, that's the struggle of a 
of a small or a minority business yeah. uh, that we have, and it's hard to, to recruit incredible talent because they're like, okay, I'll give you stock options. So do you want stock options of my company or do you yeah. want stock options from Google? Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah, you got believe. I want to ask you a very surface level me living through you question. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I know I get excited when I get a good tax return. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine what it feels like to have a business worth as much as yours <laughs> and get that, have that direct deposit. <laughs> you know, are, 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 not to count your pockets, but are you able to say what's the biggest direct deposit hit that's ever going on? No, I'm telling you. No, I'm not telling you because I'm not willing to share. Okay. As, as a business owner, you end up paying crazy amounts that's of money That's what I taxes. thought you were going to say. No, you pay a lot. about right. millions. Yeah. yeah. You get what I'm saying? You yeah. hate tax time. What are you talking about, <laughs> quarterly? No, I, I don't hate it because I've learned to manage my business to where I put my tax money aside. Right. Okay. Right? And it's a great discussion to have because a lot of our successful businesses that don't run their businesses right and then tax time come and they're stressed. But you don't, you don't want to pay penalties and fees on that money. I haven't seen a tax return in like... You don't get tax returns. Well, to be clear, the tax part was just me getting excited. Because that's when I get my largest checks. Right. But for you, I'm just asking about when you have a large deposit that hits, or when you know you got a big check coming in, mm -hmm. Like I'm wondering what that feels like. I can't imagine somebody handing me a check for $50 million. You know what I mean? I would mean? feel like $60 with million. you, like, does it just does that come like? in and out? Because you have so many businesses, you don't even check or look at that. You don't You don't stuff. look at What you look at is what you keep. Yeah. And my mom yeah. used to say, I put that in the front of my book. My mom died when, when I was 19, and she was 52, breast cancer, she says, uh, you know, if you can't manage a little bit of money, you won't be able to manage a lot of money. Yeah. And what really matters is what you keep. And so the money coming in and then what you keep, what I get excited about is after I paid all my staff and I paid all their mm -hmm. bonuses out yeah. and you see seven digits in there, Ooh. right? You Ooh. get what I'm saying? But what's, what's a beautiful thing is because I've lived my life kind of modestly and I don't, you know, splurge a lot. I have a few little nice things that I like that... I, you know, I don't start thinking about the things I can buy, mm. right? I really don't. We spend I'm, the money before we get. Yeah, we, <laughs> we are. Do. Right. I didn't spend so right. many checks before yeah. I got them. I don't because you'll realize that once you've kind of bought stuff, you realize that your your the key to your happiness and your peace is really not into those things. It's really right. in the connections that you make with people, with your family, and what and the peace and freedom that you that you that you get from that. Right. It really isn't. You know, another boat, another 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 house, another. It's like it ends up becoming really more things that you have to manage than the, than more things that bring you pleasure. Oh, that's Ooh. right. And yeah. so that just happens, I guess, with age and it happens over time. Um, you know, but you do love to see that profit that mm -hmm. you can, you know, you, and then you can write that check to the government and then now you can say, wow, I got more money to invest. I got more money to kind of keep, keep moving. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired of these white guys having all the wealth. Yeah, exactly. Them too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, we've been talking today with Cedric Nash, quote unquote, your millionaire mentor. Uh, the name Not of the quote book unquote. Is... That's what's going down. Yeah. I'm, he's going to make me a millionaire. We talked oh, about exactly. it. Oh, no, no. You put quote you. unquote. <laughs> we got we to gotta watch Kyle, right? We don't know. Yo, the name of the book is Why Should White Guys Have All the Wealth? And you also have the Millionaire Money Moves, the Supplemental Investment Guide. We want to encourage everybody to go out, pick up your books and, you know, get on the right track when it comes to money. You and you know, know what I love about this? You're not yeah. selling a seminar. Right. No. You're not. You're literally just educating our people. And we need to wake up and start to realize that scrolling on Instagram all day has taken away what we should be doing and the education that's in books like this Absolutely. and talking to people like you. Thank you so yeah, much for coming for to the sure. show. Thank you for having me and for your listeners. Hey, get busy investing. I mean, what, you know, I have a final chapter. What are you going to do about a Monday morning? You know, open up a Schwab starter account with $50 there you yeah. go. And, and, and just invest until it's like, you know, until you have lifelong income. That's the name of the game. Now he said he's coming back. That's right. He said he's coming back now. Yes. And last for, <laughs> but not least, for the people that are listening right now and they want to follow up with you on your Everybody yes. has an Instagram or a website. Where can they follow you? Yeah, you can follow me at Millionaire Money Moves. That's my Instagram. And then at CedricNash.com. I got free downloads. I have a free Black Wealth Growth Challenge where for the entire year, I'm teaching African-Americans the mechanics of wealth and how to build their wealth. We don't promote anything. We don't sell anything. It doesn't cost you an absolute dime. And I bring in guest speakers that are experts in multifamilies and, and, and public storage and uh, investing in the stock market. And they come and they 
they give their time and and you're not obligated to do business with them at all. Yeah, there you have and it. And you can't turn 300 into 3,000. <laughs> Don't believe what it says on Instagram. <laughs> the education is inside the book. Exactly. There, it is. <laughs> there you have a hustlers, our new best friends. Yeah. Oh, now it's your best friend. Exactly. No quote, no quote. I love that. <laughs> Appreciate you being here today, man. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for the time. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's not gossip if you heard it here. Get that, get that glass ready. She's spilling all the juicy tea. It's the Lord Hour L'Oreal on the Morning Hustle. Well, Floyd Mayweather fought this weekend against John Gotti III, and all the big names came out to perform. <laughs> I'm talking about Christian Rock. What? I'm talking about Blueface. What? I'm talking about Jocelyn, the Puerto Rican princess. That's hilarious. Okay. It was on Zeus Network, and it's an exhibition fight, and it just ended in another fight, right? So apparently the refs felt as though they were getting too personal. An exhibition fight isn't really a fight. I don't like. I don't call it a fight. So whenever they say Floyd's fighting now, I just don't even pay attention. I know. I don't even feel like we should even really be giving it our attention, right? And people be paying mad money to watch it. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. And um, either way, there's like technically no winner at the end of an exhibition mm-hmm. fight, just in case you don't know. Uh, either way, uh, the winner was everybody because the trainers all jumped in the ring. Everybody started swinging on Mayweather, and Mayweather team started swinging on uh, John Gotti's people. It was a complete mess. Sounds right about Zeus. That's it. So, um, I mean, this is. No shade, because, you know, it's owned by a black man. Right. But this is the same network that has Natalie Nunn producing most of the shows, right? So Floyd Mayweather is fighting on this network. And I'm just like, I don't, what's happening? Yeah, I mean, it just feels like, you know, one of the questions people had was, was this whole thing fixed? Is this all for show? Can this really be real the way it played out? Because at the end of the day, it's just a whole lot of drama. It just feels like, (laughs) it feels like hood as hell. Like when you were supposed to go see something with rules, and everybody just threw the rules out the window. You know what I mean? It's almost like Floyd Mayweather is on a zoo show himself. Yes, exactly. That's what, that's what throws me because it's like he is a talented boxer. He's made a lot of money in his career. And to me, this is watering his career down. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to take these things serious, man, when he's had such a stellar, stellar career. Like, why are you even still doing stuff like this? And you don't even need to. Like, you right. got more than enough money. Yep. Just manage other bo- Like, how he does the Javante thing. Yep. That's cool. You get what I'm saying? Like, I agree. Uh, other than that, I don't know what he's thinking. Um, but last but not least, Jocelyn ended up fighting towards the end of the night after her performance. And uh, she was fighting somebody named Big Lex. And let's just say she, the Big Lex was on the floor. She was stomping her. I'm like, yo, this is It was so many fights last night. It wasn't even funny. That was and almost Chris better Sean- than the Mayweather fight. <laughs> Yep. Which is, <laughs> the crazy thing is, Chris Sean and Blueface, the only two people that wasn't fighting. Right. Can you believe that? <laughs> I'm L'Oreal. That's the lowdown. You can follow me at Star and L'Oreal, L R E L, or Morning Hustle Show. All right, listen, hustlers. Chelsea loves her new job that she got thanks to her friend, but a recent conversation at lunch could mess up the job and the friendship, man. We're going to get to asking for a friend coming up right here on the Morning Hustle. The Morning Hustle Cash Grab. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 
Hey, good morning, Tanisha. How you feeling? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Tanisha's on the line representing out of Durham, North Carolina this morning. What's going on in the Bull City? Whew, trying to get ready for work. Okay. And see if I can make a little cash at the same time. Hey, you got it. <laughs> I know that's right. That's what we're talking about. What would you do with the money, though? Um, I'm going on a trip to Chicago next week. So okay. it'll be a good, if not before then, it'll be something to put in my pocket when I come back. I like it, man. We're going to try to find on this trip for you, right? Thank you. So here's the situation, man. We got 60 seconds for you to answer 10 questions. For every correct answer, you'll get $10. For all 10 right, you'll get $1,000, all right? If you don't know an answer, say pass. We'll come back to that question as long as we have time. And make sure the answer that you give is the one that you want because we got to go with your first answer, okay? Okay. All right, now we love you. L'Oreal has got something for you. That's right. The answer I'm going to give you is Peru. Okay. You got that? I do. Okay. All right, Lo, you ready? Tanisha, you ready? Yes. We ready. We are ready. 60 seconds on the clock. Here we go. What does the acronym LOL stand for? Laugh out loud. Does a fish use its fins or its gills to swim? Fins. Which of the following does not work in a restaurant? A chef, a waiter, or a customer? A customer. The Incas built the great city of Machu Picchu. In what country are its remains? Peru. What do you call a land area that has lots of sand and very little water? Desert. If you're doing the doggy paddle, are you playing tennis, golf, or swimming? Swimming. If you get a baker's dozen of donuts, how many did you get? Thirteen. What primary color did British colonists wear in a Revolutionary War? Blue. What two letters stand for a kiss and a hug? XO. If a cloud looks like a fluffy cottontail bunny, it's a nimbus cloud. Cumulus cloud or stratus cloud? Which one? Cumulus. Wow, time. Time. Damn. I'm so upset because you got everything right except for one. Which one was it, L'Oreal? What primary color did British colonists wear? It was red. They called them red coats during the Revolutionary War. Oh, you and said I always blue. went with blue because it's my favorite, but hey, oh, I did it I wish we could give it to you anyway, but the producers ain't going to let us. Damn. No worries. Thank you so much. Oh, you did so good. You did great, yo. You did great this you morning. You still got $90. <laughs> oh, you did so good. Tanisha, you did it. You had a hell of a run right there, though. That's what's up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Like L'Oreal said, $90 is yours. If anybody is listening right now that thinks they can get all 10 and beat Tanisha, make sure you text CASH to 71007, and uh, we'll get you on to play the $1,000 cash grab. All right? Appreciate you, Tanisha. Thank you. Have a great morning. We're asking for a friend. 866-HUSTLE-8. That's 866-487-8538. Hello, uh, Chelsea is on the line today. Good morning, Chelsea. Good morning. All right, let's talk about what's happening. What's going on? All right, so I've been at um, my job for a year now, and I'm loving it. And I got it all thanks to my friend who put in a good word for me. Um, she's been in the same role for a decade. So, okay. You know, I was looking, so she hooked me up. Um, so the other day, we were out to lunch. And I slipped up and mentioned my salary. Mm. And uh, come to find out, I'm making way more than she is, like twenty five thousand more. Mm. And, uh, of course, she was pissed. Yeah, because you said she'd been there a decade. You only been there a year. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So um, as soon as we get back, she goes to our boss's office and complains. So she, you know, of course, and he says I was wrong for sharing my salary, and I have to make a choice oh. to take. Take a pay cut and split the difference so my friend and I are on the same pay scale or he fires her and I keep my salary. Wow. Yikes. Yikes. How are you going to put that responsibility on you? That's wild. I know. Are you more qualified than her or something? Like, do you... 
have more certifications mm. in your, you know, like, do you deserve more money, period? I mean, well, I mean, yeah, I have higher education than she does, but she's been there for 10 years, so. But you have more, You, you your degree is high. Right, yeah, I came in with, you know. Well, that got to mean something, right? Years ago, it's it's kind of ill, because it sounds like you might have more qualification in terms of education, but at the same time, you're doing the same job. Right, and she's been doing it longer, so mm. a lot longer. I mean, at the end of the day, like, it comes down to whether or not you're willing to take a pay cut for your friend. I don't. I don't know why that would even be a thing. I, that's crazy. I think that the boss is trying to, uh, because he feels like you're the one that slipped up and told her. Now he's trying to put the responsibility. That sounds like him. a lawsuit. Like I don't think you. I don't think he could come to her and say like you got to give up some of your salary to make it fair. It's like no. Why don't you pay her what she's worth? Because right. maybe. Um, she ain't got the degree I got, right. but she put in the work in. So don't that mean something? Did you ask him if it means something? Or he just like, no, figure it out on your own. Yeah, he's like, figure it out on my own. Like, but he's the boss. Maybe there's maybe right, there's a, maybe exactly. maybe there's another strategy here, and maybe our hustlers can help you out with figuring out what that strategy is. Yes, yeah, I Sue. know I know what he's telling you, but maybe there's another way to go about it. You Sue, know what I'm saying? Sue, Sue. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Because <laughs> I don't want to take a pay cut either, but also this my friend. That'll, that'll be a big pay cut for the company when you right. sue them and they got to pay both of y'all everything. Because <laughs> I don't think I think that's illegal. Yeah, I can I imagine that not being. It sounds kind of crazy, right? Maybe somebody yeah. call us and let us know. Please, somebody that I'm, works. In HR. I mean, so anybody help us out, the yeah. hustlers. All right, here's the situation, man. Chelsea hit us up. She got a good job because of her friend's recommendation, but they went out to lunch and she slipped up and told her friend what she makes, and it's twenty five thousand more than her friend that recommended her, who's also been doing the job for ten years, right? Why does it got to be slip up though? That's messed up. How these companies try to divide and conquer. That is, yo, yo. So anyway, now the boss is saying, all right, well, since there's such an issue here, I tell you what, Chelsea, you take a pay cut and split. <laughs> the difference with your friend or we'll just fire her and Chelsea doesn't know what to do. Damn. Yeah. 866 Now she know to be quiet. Facts. 866-487-8538. Neek, Neek from the Natty. What you say? You should be able to talk about your salary. You know what I'm saying? But these days it is kind of a touchy situation. Now with their situation, they need to consult an attorney because A, I don't think employers can tell you you can't discuss your salary. Then telling her that she's got to take a pay cut and share and all that kind of stuff, it's, it's illegal. I will talk to an attorney. I agree with Neek, man. I think it's, I don't think an employer can actually tell you that even though they frown upon it. You know what I mean? And then a lot of people think you're stupid so you're not going to go to an attorney. Exactly. V from the land, what you want? This is what they call a teachable moment or a life lesson, if you will. First of all, you shouldn't be discussing your salary with anybody for real. I don't care if it's a dollar more, ten thousand dollars more. That's your business. So now since she let it out, let it be known. Guess what? We ain't gonna take no pay cut for a girl. This ain't the NBA. We're not trying to keep you like that. <laughs> so what she can do is give her a reference down the street at Office Max. Holler at you, baby. Dang. <laughs> but it really shouldn't be no problem with sharing salaries, like talking about it because. Right. The companies at the end of the day are making 10 times, 10, more than 10, yes. believe that, a billion times more than you are. Exactly. So if y'all are on the same page, because it's kind of like a divide and conquer thing with the companies. Yo, I was just saying that earlier. Like, it's really kind of a tactic that a lot of companies use. Like, when they tell you don't be discussing your salary, it's so that they can keep playing you. You know what but I mean? But then a lot of people bring a lot more to the table than others. So I yeah. don't know. It does kind of depend. Because if I was hiring somebody that had a lot of experience right. versus somebody that didn't, I, I probably would pay them different. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it is a little touchy situation. And if you are going to find yourself in a situation where you do share, it's got to be the right person. Uh, let's see what Nathaniel and Richmond has to say. Nat, what you, yeah. Nat, what you say? So I've been in HR for, for, for a minute, and your salary doesn't depend all the time on education or experience. It depends upon when you come in. She came in 10 years ago, so the pay scale was different then. And when it comes to merit increase, that comes over time. You may get a dollar increase, $2 increase, but you don't jump from 50 to 80000 So when the other young lady came in, she was able to negotiate her, her salary, and it may have been more because she came in at a different time. That is, I understand that, but I still would think like, damn, it's kind of messed up if I've been here 10 years and y'all don't bump me up to at least stay relevant with the current, um, whatever the current level is. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if you're not asking for it, it's kind of like, 
you going in the store and yeah. be like, damn, these cookies are $5 at Whole Foods, but they $2 here. I should get them $5. <laughs> Nobody's going to do that. Right. Are you crazy? You right. I want to pay $2. So that's why she's getting paid $2. That is and a she fact. needs to sit her $2 ass down before they make change, and that change will be her being fired. That is a fact. All right, the phone, line, <laughs> the phone lines are still open. 866-HUSTLE-8-866-487-8538. Erica in Memphis, what would you do, babe? What should she do? I never call the radio, but I feel that this is totally wrong and unprofessional. I feel like both of the friends should sue the company, but the only thing with that is if they're willing to lose their job because they're going to get fired. But I feel like this should be on her at all. That is the company's choice. I feel like the friends should sue the company because she's been there for so long. Like, I've been there 10 years. Why is she making... Twenty-five thousand more. That's, that's that's a lot of money. That's a lot of Eight money. more, and I've been here way longer. Ten years. That Ten. is a whole lot of money. Yeah, man, that's a big but difference. What if she does split <laughs> the difference with her friend mm-hmm. and says she's so qualified she could just go get another job and leave? Mm. I see what you're saying. Get her friend the raise that she was looking for, and then just go get another job anyway. And clearly this company is cheap, so she could probably make even more money somewhere else because you think they paying her what she's worth? Right. She's probably worth more anyway. That's Come good. on now. Huh? We always are. That's a good That's a good solution, Lo. Uh, let's see what Shay in Maryland has to say. Shay, what you say? First of all, it's her mess up for telling her her salary. Now, if she goes back to her friend and tells her that the decision that her boss is having, having her make, if my friend even looks like she wants to get me fired, then I'm that petty friend. I will go back to school, get the certification, get the degree, and then come back to my boss about it and be like, okay, well, I got my certification, I got my degree, now pay me what you owe me. Mm. But my friend, she's going to have to take the pay cut. She's going to have to take the pay cut. That's your, mm. that's your stuff. What? So that wait, sounds crazy. Yeah, you would want Chelsea to take the pay cut for you? Yes. No, you should have demanded what you wanted. No, but technically my 10 years would equate to what you learned in school. I learned this, I learned this on the job. That's all that's well and and fine, but you know, you got to put that responsibility on the boss, on the company, on the job, not your friend. That sounds crazy to me. She going to go get certified and all that. She going to go get her degree. And she's going to go to them. They're going to be like, in economic times. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know how these companies are. Yep. They could be like, you know, we can't afford to. So, uh, you know, we just think that y'all should split the salary. And they're going to go back to exactly what they told her before. Exactly. Yo, they're going to hit it. Listen, I don't heard it all. We got the budget freeze right now. Didn't we all? <laughs> yeah, man, listen. These companies are crazy. I don't think you can put that on your friend, man. You got to figure out a better way to handle that. But let them really need that money for something. They're going to find it, y'all. Oh, they're going gonna find it. All right, we can rant about this forever, low. <laughs> I'm done. I have nothing else to say. All right, man. If y'all have any more thoughts or comments on Chelsea's situation, man, 866-HUSTLE-8-866-487-8538. And if you got a situation you need help with, uh, hit us in the DMs at Morning Hustle Show as well. Now, tomorrow, Tariq canceled his son's graduation party because his grades were not up to par. But now the family is pretty much pissed off at him. You know what I mean? So we're going to get him some help tomorrow morning. All right. Kid. Yeah, it's nuts, man. It's a, whole, it's a whole scenario. We'll get to that. How can people follow you, Lo? They want to follow and see what you got going on. You can follow me at Star and L'Oreal, S-C-A-R-R-I-N-G-L-O-R-E-L. How about you, Kyle? Follow me on the gram at Radio King Kyle. Easy. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.